Welcome to Healthy and Happy. I'm your host, Jamie Staker. I'm a mother of two boys. I have a lot of energy, and I love to use it by doing HIIT workouts, less Mills programs, and dancing. I'm a certified personal trainer and a certified health coach. I'm here to help you understand physical health in all of its aspects and add mental health to your awareness so you can make choices that improve your physical and mental health, giving you your most happy, healthy life. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Healthy and Happy. Today we're talking about how to have tough conversations. So let's get straight in. Okay, how many of you have had to have a tough conversation before? Whether it was with your spouse, your children, someone at work, a friend, tough conversations are just hard to have, but we all have to have them all the time. So I wanted to walk you through a model that I learned in health coaching and then a healthy conflict, which I learned about through leadership. Now, if you guys know me very well, my two greatest passions in the world are health coaching, or like health and leadership. And I've learned so much about each that can, can kind of intertwine together. So I find that as I learn more and more about leadership, I'm like, oh, I could, this is how I could apply this in my health coaching. And then vice versa, as I'm doing health coaching, I can apply some of my leadership to it. So today you get a tiny bit of both, which will be exciting. So let's rock and roll. Okay, so back to my first question of, you know, have you had to have tough conversations? I wanted you to kind of think of one, just pick one that you've had to have that maybe didn't go so well and think about why. I mean, how did you feel before you had to go into the conversation? How did you feel during? What did you feel afterwards? What do you think made it not turn out so good? Just kind of brainstorm some of those things, even pause if you need to and just think about conversation that you've had so that as you listen today, you can figure out maybe where you went wrong or or what went well. What do you want to make sure you do again? And maybe what do you want to make sure you don't do again? So today we're going to talk about five things. It'll be kind of five different topics that we'll talk about with how to have tough conversations that will really, really help you. Okay. So the first one is tell the entire truth. Okay. So as an example, um, I had a friend that her husband started working from home during COVID, right? As I'm sure a lot of us have. And she was like, I just need a break. He's just home all the time. Like I just need a little space. And so she might've gone to him and said, Hey husband, I need a little space, but that is not, that's not the entire truth. That's, that's a part of it. That's great. She told him I need a little space. Good job. But what about something more like this? Hey, husband, I feel a little claustrophobic because you're working from home and therefore you're here all the time. I'd like to discuss how we could have some time where we're not together. But my intention is for us to ultimately grow closer in our relationship. That sounds a little more complete, right? That sounds a little better. She told him how she felt and why, and she said what she'd like to accomplish and what her intention was for that conversation. Okay. And that is following the model. That is the model that I'd like to share with you. So get out your pen and paper, take a note in your phone, whatever you got to do. But the model is, I feel blank because blank. I'd like blank. My intention is to blank for you or us. So I'll give you some examples. 
so you can kind of see how this might work for you, okay? These examples are all things that people have said to me (laughs) that I've helped them work through, right? So the first example is, um, it's about a husband and a wife. The, The husband really only likes like one style of music and that's a little old fashioned but that's like all he likes to listen to so anything else is like not acceptable (laughs) maybe that's not exactly how he thinks of it but the wife likes lots of different kinds of music and she was talking to me about really wishing that she could play this music in front of her husband but every time she does he's like what are we listening to what are you having our kids listen to you know he kind of gets in a fit about it So she was just telling me, oh, I like this music. I really want to listen to it with the kids because it's so fun to dance to. How do I tell my husband that? Well, I said, let's put it in a model. You could say, I feel that this music is okay for our children to listen to because it incites joy. I'd like to discuss the possibility of the kids enjoying this music with me. My intention is to help you understand why it makes us feel so happy. You see the difference? I mean, if she said it the way she said it to me, it would have been just fine. But this is a more full, complete truth, and it helps him understand her intention, what she'd like to discuss. More full and complete, okay? Let's go with another example. This one's going to be about a mom and a stepmom. So the mom was telling me, gosh, our son has so many sports this summer, it just wouldn't be convenient for him to come and stay at the relative at the stepmom's house for the week. I just don't know how to tell her that we just have too many games and we just can't do it. And so um, using the model, what she could say would be something like, hey, stepmom, I feel it would be best for Jackson to visit you another time because this summertime is filled with sports and I'd like to brainstorm some other options. My intention is to find a win-win solution for both of us. Right? Full and complete. And then my last example is about another husband and wife. And again, you know, the wife was talking to me about how self-conscious that she already feels about her weight and her husband makes comments about what she's eating or what she, you know, has she worked out today, things like that. So she was telling me, you know, it makes me feel self-conscious when he asks me if I worked out today or when he looks at me like, like, like in the way he does when I eat sweets. So what she could say to him using the model would be something like, I feel self-conscious when you ask me if I worked out today because I'm embarrassed about my weight or how I look. I'd like to believe that you are not embarrassed about the way I look and also reassure you that I am trying to get healthy. My intention is to feel loved by you and find confidence in myself. Full and complete, right? Now, let me also just state that... (laughs) I personally could never do this in the moment, okay? My husband and I have kind of learned that when I start getting all, I don't know, emotional or the heat in my chest, you know, I'm just starting to get mad. We know that we just need to walk away and come back after I have thought. Because once I've thought about it, I can put out this sentence. I can think, okay, well, what do I feel? Why do I feel that way? What would I like? And what's my intention, you know? So if you're thinking like, I can't do this on the spot, don't worry, (laughs) neither can I. So it is just a awesome, and I learned this in in health coach school, this awesome model of how to have hard conversations. So that's just step one. Okay, step one is having this model and being able to fill it out. And and again, maybe maybe part of that is, is understanding when you do need to stop the argument, fight, discussion, whatever you'd like to call it, or whatever it happens to be at that time. Maybe that's a good time to pause and and say, you know, I'd like to 
to go and think what I really mean to say. Because a lot of times when we're heated and in the moment, we say things we don't truly mean or not in the way we meant to say them. So that is the model. The second thing is allow for emotions. Now, this is kind of a two-parter because we want to allow for emotions for you, first of all. And what that means is what whatever emotions you are feeling or thinking, like just allow yourself to have them. And same for him or the other person you're talking with. Don't try to change how they feel. Don't try to manipulate or affect how they feel because emotions are natural, guys. We're human beings and God made us with emotions, right? So he expects us to feel them all. Good and evil, sickness and health, bad and, you know, I think that we need to know opposites so that we can truly know joy. Let me give you an example. When I'm sick, I hate it. Do you just hate it? I'm just, I'm so miserable. I'm not a big fan of being sick. But when I'm better, I just feel so much gratitude for being well. I'm, I'm just grateful for my energy, for my health. I feel so much more joy. And so I feel like if we didn't have opposites, we couldn't truly enjoy like happiness, for example. A lot of us feel like oh, I'm supposed to be happy all the time. It's kind of almost what our society seems to teach us. You know, how you ask how someone's doing and good. You know, good's always the answer, even though deep inside we're all struggling. None of us are just... 100% good. No, life isn't perfect. And and we might think we're supposed to be happy all the time and put on this face, you know, show our highlights real on social media, but that's not really realistic. That's not really how God intended us to live our lives. So allow yourself to have emotions and allow the other person to have emotions. Okay. However, <laughs> like I said, if you're like me and you might get a little too emotional in the moment, you might want to step back and, and have that emotion by yourself so that you don't say something you don't mean. Okay, so number two was allow for emotions for you and for others. Number three is to keep more focus on who you are being and less focus on who they are being. Okay, a lot of times when we have a hard conversation or a discussion or, or fight, we, we point fingers or we focus on what he or she is saying how they're raising their voice, how their tone is, how you don't like what they're saying. We, we just point fingers, right? And instead, what I'm asking you to do is focus on how you are acting or reacting. Who are you being during this conversation? Are you being the best version of yourself? Are you letting good points of you come out? Or are you losing your shits, <laughs> you know? So try to try to try to keep focus on who you are being more than more than you're focusing on who they are being, okay? Number 4 is be genuinely interested in their thoughts. Come together with an open heart, an open mind, be willing to be wrong, be open to changing your mind. But know that in the end it's still your choice. Okay, I like a good example of this. Um I think a good example is COVID since you know, we've all had to go through that. And many people don't want to gather or didn't want to gather because of Rona. Maybe we're coming out of it, hopefully. (laughs) But so you might have had a tough time with family feeling like, oh, I feel like it's unsafe. I don't want to gather because of Rona, but I don't know what to do. So using the model, maybe you could go to your family and say, hey, family, I feel unsafe gathering because of 
Rona, or COVID. I'd like to discuss this. My intention is to understand your thoughts and have you hear me out on mine. Okay, so I'd be using the model. And so you go with them wanting, you know, being genuinely interested to know their thoughts. Maybe they're right. You know, maybe you listen to all the thoughts and you think, gosh, family, I can see why you think that way. I actually kind of like your thoughts, but in the end, it's still my choice and I actually still don't want to go. Okay, that could be a possibility. You could you could change your mind or you could stay out with the thoughts you're thinking. But the point is that you're going into it being, number one, genuinely interested in their thoughts. Number two, open and just open to changing your mind, but understanding that yes, in the end, it is your choice. Okay. So I believe that a fight only happens when you're both trying to be right, right? It takes two to tango, doesn't it? So sometimes we might have to choose our battles. Sometimes it may not be that important to be right, especially, okay. I have, I have an example that stems from my childhood, right? So bear with me. Um, Here's how, here's how I'm going to portray this and then we'll go back. Okay. So we might say, seem like we're sidestepping, but this is important to understand. So my dad taught me, I feel like really well, how to have an eternal perspective. So basically what he would tell us is like, why are you fighting over a toy? You know, it's not going to go to heaven with you. So it's not worth it. Or he'd actually tell us, you know, God gave it to you. You're borrowing it. So it's not even yours. You're not taking it to heaven. Don't worry about it. So you kind of have to step back and think, how much does this really matter in the grand scheme of things? Maybe maybe your phrase wouldn't be the eternal perspective, but you might say like, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, how important is this thing, this object, or, or where we put this table? Maybe you and your spouse are having an argument over how to decorate or, you know, where to put a table. I mean, in the end, is it really worth fighting over? You have to choose your battles. And any of you that have children probably already know this because with children, we definitely have to choose our battles. Otherwise, we would probably be hollering all day. Okay, so step back and check in. How much does this really matter? That would be a part of being genuinely interested in their thoughts. Okay, choosing your battles. So the last one is understanding healthy conflict. So we've kind of decided already that we all have to have tough conversations. We're all going to have conflict in our lives. But wouldn't you much rather have healthy conflict where we like resolve the problem and we all feel good in the end? Much rather have that than unhealthy conflict, which doesn't make us feel so great. So we'll talk about some specifics of each of those. But I want to tell you first that this kind of stemmed from reading the book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Super, super good book. Go get it. It's on Audible if you want to get it from there. But five dysfunctions of a team, they go through these five dysfunctions. I'm only going to mention the first two, but these dysfunctions build upon one another. So, for example, the first one is lack of trust. And if you don't have lack of trust, you are going to most likely have all these other dysfunctions. Okay? So lack of trust is followed by a lack of healthy conflict. Now think about this. Think about somebody that you have a really hard time being in conflict with. You just, you dread it every time. You either know it's coming from them or maybe you're like preparing yourself to have this, this conflict with them and you're thinking about this conversation you're about to have and you're just dreading it because you know how it goes. You know that 
I don't know, maybe they don't listen to you or they always have to be right or whatever the case is, but you know, it's not going to go well. A lot of times this lack of being able to have healthy conflict is stemmed from a lack of trust. You can't trust that they're going to take it well. You can't trust that they're going to work with you on it. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust them. There's some lack of trust there. And that disables you to have this healthy conflict that you want. So the other three build upon those and, and they're not important for our purposes today, but five dysfunctions of a team, go read it. It's so good. So this unhealthy conflict and healthy conflict chart that I'm about to read, I posted the link in the show notes and you're welcome to download it as a, it's a PDF and put it places. Now, after we talk about the chart, I'll tell you where I think you should put it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so here it goes. So unhealthy conflict takes differences personally, whereas healthy conflict takes differences impartially. Unhealthy conflict bashes personal baggage, where healthy conflict desires to know the person, including their baggage, but excluding judgment. Unhealthy conflict searches for retaliation, where healthy conflict searches for solution. Unhealthy conflict results in hurt, where healthy conflict results in helpfulness. Unhealthy conflict desires quick solutions. Healthy conflict desires understanding. Unhealthy conflict holds back from the conversation. Healthy conflict seeks to be part of the conversation. Unhealthy conflict values self above solution, where healthy conflict values solution above self. Unhealthy conflict defends territory. Healthy conflict opens up to new territory. Now, having gone through that chart, was there anything that I read that you thought, oh, dang it, I've done that? (laughs) Where someone came to you and you're having a conflict and you took something personally, or maybe you bashed their personal baggage and you forgot to just be non-judgmental about it. Maybe you searched for retaliation instead of searching for a solution. Maybe you hurt someone instead of trying to be helpful. Maybe at times you've had conflict where you're like, eh, I just want this to be over with. So I'm going to hold back from the conversation. I want a quick solution. So I'm just not going to be a part of this instead of wanting, like genuinely wanting, kind of like we talked about earlier to understand the person's thoughts and their point of view. Maybe you realize that at times you've been valuing, valuing your self, you know, selfish thoughts above a solution, a true, genuine, hopefully win-win. We can't always do win-win, but hopefully the best solution for everybody. Or maybe you defended your territory. You got defensive when they came to you with their conflict. So think about these things and how you can, remember, we're going to focus on ourselves and how you can be the best version of yourself as you're having healthy conflict. Okay. So the reason I wanted you to print it out and like put it up is because if if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, right? If we don't see it, we won't ever remember to do this ever again, okay? But if you put this in places where you tend to have conflict, maybe that's in your bedroom with your spouse, maybe it's, hopefully it's not in the kitchen <laughs> with all the kids running around, you know, hopefully, hopefully we do it in a private place, but maybe at the office, it's in the break room or wherever it might be, and ask your boss, or maybe you are the boss, just put this up and share it with everybody and say, hey, from now on, when we have conflict, we want to strive for healthy conflict. Here's how we're going to do it. 
And I would say that you read over this often. Maybe it's like a weekly thing. Every Sunday or every Friday or whatever day you want it to be, I just read this over so that I'm familiar with it. So that when I get into conflict and I realize, oh crap, I'm defending my territory. I better stop that. You know what I mean? Or or maybe it's also for good reasons. Maybe it's so that you can be like, oh yeah, I want to seek to be part of this conversation. I got to jump in. You know, I got to voice my opinion and, and say what I say what I want to say. But if you don't look at this ever again, it will never work for you. Okay. And I believe it can. These things are amazing. My husband and I do this. I share this with as many people as I can because I truly feel like having tough conversations is something nobody wants to do, but it's because we don't know how to do it not necessarily taught this. But I promise you, the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. And especially kind of like I said earlier, like share this with your spouse, share this at work, if there's a lot of conflict at work, and work through this. And if you guys do have a hard time with healthy conflict, maybe you do need to go back to to that first step of trust and figure out why don't we trust one another? What is it that you and I do that causes one another to not trust one another and use your use your model I feel blank because blank I'd like to blank and my intention is to blank for you or us okay so those are the things guys but you have to do it live it love it eat it breathe it etc okay so to kind of recap we need to tell the entire truth using our model allow for emotions emotions are fine they're human Focus more on you and who you are being. Be genuinely interested in their thoughts and remember how to have healthy conflict. Or you just throw all that out the window and do what my husband and I do sometimes. (laughs) So if you have seen The Office, please tell me you have seen. If you have not seen The Office, good gracious, it's so old now, but it's so funny. We love it. And we do what Jim and Pam do. This is in some of the later seasons when they have to go to counseling. And I, it's so old that I'm sure I'm not ruining this for anybody. No spoiler alerts. But Jim and Pam have to go to counseling and their counselor teaches them to speak their truths. So I think Pam or Jim gets Pam some tea one time and she's like, well, to speak my truth, I stopped drinking tea months ago. <laughs> and they just kind of go back and forth. Well, to speak my truth, da 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 you know. And so kind of funnily, Chase and I will do that and I'll tell him, Chase, to speak my truth, I don't like your beard. And he'll be like, Jamie, to speak my truth, I don't care. (laughs) And we just like, we do it funnily. We know that, you know, whatever each other is saying, that we take it with a grain of salt. And it's usually about funny stuff. You know, when you're being sarcastic, there's always a little bit of truth in your sarcasm. We just... We just do that for fun. So if you'd like to do that, you can always say, well, to speak my truth. And that is it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to How to Have Tough Conversations. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help you have healthy conversations in your life. Like what you're learning? Invite your friends and family to learn too. Simply share the podcast or invite them to check out my free content at jamiehealthandfitness.com because together we can make the world a more happy and healthy place.